and welcome back to the Dreamcast. I am your host, Denise Walsh. I combine science, scripture, and stories that will inspire you to dive deep, break through your own personal glass ceiling, and design a life of your dreams. Welcome to episode five of the Dreamcast. In today's episode, I will be interviewing my sister, Lisa Thompson. She has a BA in kinesiology from Michigan State and was a radiology tech at a local hospital in Charlotte, North Carolina for several years before she was able to quit that full-time job and work her ItWorks business full-time. She's been working her ItWorks business with me for about six or seven years, and I have seen her blossom. She has a heart for physical health and nutrition and has been able to take that to a whole nother level this past year by being certified as a health coach. So I am really excited for you to get to know her and hear her story, not just because of the book knowledge she's learned this year, but because of her own personal testimony. What we put in our body absolutely not just impacts our physical health, it impacts our emotional health and everything that surrounds it. So let's get to the interview. Hi, Lisa. Welcome to the podcast. Hello. Thanks for having me. I am really excited to have you on today because I know that overall wellness and designing a life of our dreams truly includes not just spiritual relationships, career, finances, but our overall health and well-being as well. And as a certified health coach and with a BA in kinesiology, you are somebody that I look up to and have learned from over the years regarding health and wellness. And I know you've been interested in this for quite a long time. So why don't you introduce yourself and how you became interested in overall health and wellness? Yeah, well, um, you know, growing up, I played sports. So middle school and high school and been a runner since I was 13. So athletics and sports has always been an interest of mine. I didn't care so much about the nutrition aspect um, until much later in life. But I knew I wanted to stay healthy and I didn't want to gain weight and I wanted to be fit. So so during high school, we just worked on the the physical fitness aspect of it and loved going to the gym and loved being able to transform your body that way. And then I went into college and majored in kinesiology and exercise science with a emphasis on health promotion. So during that time, I went and did an internship at a health resort on Hilton Head. And so what it was, was kind of, we call it a fat camp for adults. They'd come for a week, up to four weeks and stay on campus and have the four, three meals a day, had three or four exercise classes a day, three or four educational classes a day. And obviously in order to do that, the people that came were Uh, wealthy. They were financially well off. But I cannot tell you how many of them said I would give up so much of my wealth to have my health back. And so as a 21-year-old, that was something that kind of stuck with me, you know, realizing that money can buy you things, but if you don't have your health, you, you don't really have much from there. So so I graduated, um, did some personal training. As an adult, I ran half marathons, triathlons, including half Ironmans, and I'm now a certified health coach. So I've been in the health and wellness industry for four years, and my journey has changed from just the athletic side to more the nutritional side to more the 
the wellness side of how what you do with your body and what you put in it makes all the difference in the world. Awesome. Thank you for sharing. Do you have any personal stories where you maybe made a change to what you were eating and it impacted your quality of life, energy levels, anything like that? Yeah. So my most recent story is, well, now I have two kids, a four-year-old and a two-year-old and both boys and they're crazy, right? Like life is crazy. Welcome to normal. We're all busy. We all have things on our plate. It's 2017 in America. So we all overschedule ourselves. And so I was just going through a time last year where you feel like a nutcase, right? You're running around, you're all over, you're not, you don't feel yourself. And so I got kind of got to a breaking point where I said, maybe I need to go see somebody. Maybe I need to go get on some meds. I got to do something different. And then once I step back, like nobody wants to go on meds, right? Like there's a time and a place for it for sure. But I didn't think I was there quite yet. And so I started doing some research of what foods, vitamins, and minerals can help with your mood, depression, like the serotonin. So serotonin is the hormone in your body that helps with mood stabilization. And a lot of times when people go see a psychiatrist, they are prescribed SSRIs, which are selective serotonin reuptake inhibitors. So that's like Zoloft, Prozac, um, Lexapro, Paxil, and they help the with the serotonin levels in your brain. So what were some natural ways that I could increase the serotonin levels in my brain instead of going on meds? So I just started doing some research and realized that so many things that you can get via your diet and supplements that I already had access to. And so things like vitamin B6, B9, vitamin C, D, omega-3, probiotics, magnesium, zinc, curcumin, things that were just plentiful in all of our diet already and in the vitamins that I already had access to. So I set a day and I started on a multivitamin, a omega-3, and a minerals pill, and it was dramatic, a dramatic difference. Um, and I still got annoyed and I still get annoyed sometimes because that's life, but I didn't have the crazy ups or the crazy downs that I was having. And I wasn't rageful. I could, I would get annoyed, but I wasn't, you know, it'd be the difference between someone who was annoyed driving because of traffic or someone who's going to have road rage because of traffic, right? Like there's a difference. You can still get annoyed at situations. And so what I learned is that these SSRI group of drugs don't actually increase serotonin production in your brain, but it just, it just increases the length of time the serotonin that is made stays there. So it's not helping correct any of the problems. It's just helping to cover up the symptoms. So I had a dramatic difference just by taking those three supplements and then, of course, trying to get it in with your diet as well. Whole foods are always preferred, but it's not really realistic all the time either. So let me get this straight. You are a busy mom of two. You are overwhelmed, stressed, prone to maybe a bit of anxiety or uh, frustration, you know, kind of getting easily angered or annoyed. And 
instead of going on medications, which is maybe one of the first things that people think to do is, all right, I need some help. Something's got to give. You decided to use diet as your medicine. And so by taking a multivitamin, an omega-3, and a mineral supplement, it actually changed your body's chemistry, increased the serotonin, and you felt a difference with your mood. Now, how long did you take the supplements till you felt a difference within yourself? In this case, I felt a difference within a day. Wow. It was dramatic to the point where I thought, well, there's no way that this could have made such a difference. My kids must be acting better in a day. (laughs) (laughs) And then, and, and, but if I wouldn't take them, I would be able to tell the difference that day. Like it wasn't something that had to build up in my body. Whereas if you are on a medication, it takes time to build up. And then everyone's body chemistry is so different. You don't know what your dosage is going to be. And so it, there's a whole lot of playing with meds to figure out what works for you. Whereas this was, it's whole foods. Your body's going to take what it needs and then get rid of the rest. And so I felt really good about jumping all in. And it was, I was amazed. Well, that's life-changing. I mean, when you can go from feeling frustrated, depressed, anxious, and irritable to feeling stable, quote unquote, you know, you're not feeling um, as grouchy. I mean, that impacts you. It impacts your whole family. It impacts the, the household. And it sounds to me like that really triggered like the switch in your mind that said diet is medicine and I can do so much more with my diet to impact every area of life. And so what else have you learned along your journey that's been really interesting or helpful? Well, I love the thought of like, you can either have pharmacy, P-H-A-R, or pharmacy, F-A-R-M. And, you know, you can go either way, both schools of thought. But one of the things that I've just really has been kind of blown my mind is the science of nutrigenomics, also called epigenetics which is how your food influences your genes. So we hear all the time of, you know, you have the genetic gene or the gene for cancer, the gene for Alzheimer's or the gene for diabetes. And that may be true to a point where you have, you know, maybe a genetic predisposition to something, but it is so much about what your genes are exposed to, to whether or not things get flipped on or flipped off. You know, we're all all humans, right? We're 99% the same DNA, but it's our gut bacteria that is extremely different. Mm-hmm. And you'll you'll hear doctors say different things, but I've consistently read that 90 to 95% of all illnesses can be traced back to the gut. So what are you putting in your gut, in your body that will flip something on or flip something off? So that's the that's food, but then it's also exposure to toxins um, externally, internally, um, cleaning products, heavy metals, pesticides, herbicides, you know things that are on our food, pollutants. But that everything that we put on or in our body can turn on or off the genes that you already have. That's so interesting because for a long time we were taught kind of Newton's law, just like gravity, you know, like this is the way it's going to be. I was born this way. This runs in my family. And what you're saying, Lisa, is that we actually 
have a bit of control, maybe even a lot of control on what genes we may be predisposed to, but yet we have the ability to turn them on and off with how we feed and fuel our body. I read this um, recently and it said that you can have the same cell. Let's say you take a cell out of your body, right? And you put it in a Petri dish and you put it in an toxic environment. That cell is going to die. Yet you take that same exact cell and you put it in a thriving environment in a Petri dish. That same cell is going to thrive. So if you think that we have the ability to change the environment in our bodies and the cells are going to respond accordingly, we really do have a lot more power than we used to think we did. Oh gosh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Even things like stress, how stress impacts our body, inflammation, sleep, the, you know, we're in a society of antibiotic usage. Well, if you use, do a whole round of antibiotics, it destroys your gut bacteria microbiome for at least a year, which they, what did they say? 80% of your immune system begins in your gut. So you got to fix your gut if you're going to fix everything else in your body. And your gut is obviously where your food goes. So your food can be your pharmacy, F-A-R-M. So let's talk about that. What are some ways that our listeners out there can fix or heal or impact their gut bacteria? Probiotics are one of the easiest ways or fermented foods. However, the list of fermented foods are not high on my um, eating list like sauerkraut. Um, So, but yogurt can also, organic yogurt high in bacteria is helpful as well. Um, A prebiotic, because your probiotic feeds the bacteria, but the prebiotic helps the environment be good for the bacteria um, that's in your belly. So exercise also releases nitric oxide, which is your body's internal pharmacy and to help keep your blood vessels flexible, help keep things moving along, right? We don't want any blood clots. And so other ways to, to just increase non-GMOs, eat local, eat, <laughs> eat things that aren't made with pesticides and herbicides and flooded with antibiotics. So when possible, or if possible, the meats and dairy are kind of the, the biggest things to try and go organic on. And, um, and then there's like the dirty dozen vegetables. So things like apples, lettuce, berries, things that get sprayed with herbicides and pesticides and are harder to clean off. All right. So it sounds like sleep, stress, inflammation, gut bacteria, all of those things impact our overall health. But yet we have the ability to to make a change because your diet truly is your medicine. So probiotics, prebiotics, yogurts, fermented foods, and then choosing organic when possible is a great start for people to take control of their own health and wellness this next year. Mm -hmm. Do you have any other tips for those that are interested in impacting their quality of life or maybe even their mood? Um, One thing we hadn't really touched on yet that is a super simple change is just cleaning up your, some of your cleaning products, some of the, some of the environmental toxins that you are up against every single day, right? Like you clean your counters with Clorox bleach, 
you don't want to touch it for a while, but then you're going to put your food on it and eat off of it later. Like, does that really make sense? So cleaning up some of the environmental toxins because you ingest that ultimately, right? That goes into your gut and that's going to affect everything else. You know, I heard uh, this recently, and I think it really pertains to health as well. But uh, T.D. Jake said, there's a 60-year-old person inside of you praying that you make good choices today. And the choices that we make today with our health, our wellness, our emotional well-being, our physical well-being carries with us throughout the years. And so think of yourself at 60 years old, 80 years old, looking back over your life and you know, I challenge you to not have any regrets. Are you taking 30 minutes of day to, to move, to get your heart rate up, to exercise, not only for your stress, but for your health? And I mean, there's lots of benefits to that. Are you taking a probiotic? Are you taking care of your gut? Are you trying to eat as clean as possible? And when we say kind of the do's and don'ts, Lisa, can feel overwhelming to a lot of people. But I know one of your favorite quotes is healthy doesn't have to be hard. So what's one thing that they can do tomorrow to take action in this area? Figure out a goal. One little thing, you know, change just tweak the diet a tad, go to bed 30 minutes earlier, have one more cup of water every day. Um, You know, choose one thing, do it for two to three weeks, and then choose another thing. But it doesn't have to be hard because it's simple. Drinking more water a day, not hard. Going to bed 15 minutes to 30 minutes earlier a day, not hard, right? And maybe it's a habit change and habit change can be difficult, but it's not hard. So you know, taking the stairs instead of the elevator, parking at the end of the parking lot instead of trying to park up close. Just the little tweaks in life can really make a big difference. Um, if What's your favorite fruit? Start buying that organic. Instead of eating white bread, choose whole bread. You know, little, pick one thing, make it become a habit, two, three, four weeks, and then switch, try something else. Or keep adding. I love that because life truly is a culmination of the habits that we have. And so it really is start with one, choose to make it a habit to drink a gallon of water a day. And once that's easy, then choose another one and then choose another one. And so in a year, you truly can be in a different place if you start today. Absolutely. Absolutely. So Lisa, I know this is kind of on the spot, but I would love for this to be our ending question. In one word, how would you describe your life's purpose? I would have to say empower. I would like to empower people to live better than they're living now. So whether they're starting at what they consider a one or they're starting at what they consider a nine, everyone can always improve health, whether it's mental, physical, emotional, spiritual, whatever. Everyone has a place to improve. So just empowering people with with the tools and the confidence that they can do something and move forward. And that healthy doesn't have to be hard, but it does require change. Thank you so much, Lisa, for your wisdom and your experience and sharing with us today. If you are a listener, I challenge you to take one thing. First, take an inventory, right? An inventory of your current health situation. And then choose one thing that you want to practice over the next three to four weeks. Allow it to become a habit. It becomes easy. And then you can choose another one. And I guarantee you, in one year, your health 
will be different, which will then transform into your relationships, your family, and your future. So thank you again, Lisa. Have an awesome day, you guys, and we'll see you same time, same place next week. Bye. Awesome. Bye. Have a good day. Thank you.